Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manasero. Dogs, and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is I'm back. Hey, but before we get started, I just want to say, gosh, I missed you guys. I cannot believe how long it has been. It's been a long time and wow, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, it's like missing family here. And uh, uh, gosh, there's so many things I want to tell you about. So many things I want to touch base with you about. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, best of shows that we played uh, while I was incapacitated, which I'm going to explain in just a second here. But, um, you know, I, those are shows that we really like and uh, a lot of our listeners really like. So we like to try to, you know, just uh, bring them back, you know, after almost 700 episodes here, there's a lot of good episodes and some that uh, need to be replayed. And uh, hopefully you get a chance to do searches on our site to try to find these and um, look up specific topics that you're interested in and so forth. But hey, I just missed you guys and I'm glad to be back. Um, where did I go? What happened? Where, why, I, some people, I think they were writing, wondering, did Bill die? Hey, I didn't die yet, okay? I'm an old dog, but hey, I, I still got some good years in me left. But uh, no, I didn't, I, I didn't die, I'm here. Just wanted to uh, tell you, basically, I, you know, I mentioned to you guys, I think, multiple times that uh, we were in the process of getting ready to move and that uh, Tennessee uh, is that place that we basically moved to. So there was so much going on here. Um, you know, it's, it's, it was a huge endeavor. Uh, moving is seldom fun. Uh, some people may make it fun, but uh, it is just, a, it's, it's crazy. A lot of it is deciding, hey, do I really want to move this thing that I've moved from house to house that just, we never, it's something we don't even want. Um, so we just, we got rid of a lot of stuff and a lot of furniture and everything. And we just uh, kind of went pretty bare bones here. Just wanted to, you know, let you know, I'm going to just give you a little bit of the background here and give you some information as well about, uh, uh, maybe you're in the process of thinking of moving, uh, in our retirement years. That's one of those things that, is uh, under consideration. The kids are all moved out and uh, you guys can do whatever you want to do. Um, and uh, this, uh, this is basically what, uh, what happened here. Now, I never thought I would actually leave California. I am a second generation Californian. I was born in San Diego. My father was born in a place called Sutter Creek or Sutter's Creek. It used to be called Sutter's Creek a small mountain town in the beautiful Sierra Nevadas. And that community takes its name from nearby Sutter Creek, which 
in turn was the name of an early California developer, John Sutter. See, we've got some real estate history in our background. Sutter's discovery of gold at nearby uh, Coloma in uh, January of 1848 triggered the famous California gold rush. Well, my grandfather, who was living in Italy at the time, was one of many around the world who read stories of the amazing California gold rush and ended up migrating from northern Italy with his with his family to, yeah, I guess like everybody else, hoped to get rich uh, mining gold in California, which unfortunately he never did. He ended up actually kind of sad that his, he died from a lung disease, kind of like black lung disease that uh, a lot of the miners got at that time. My father actually, as a young boy, worked in the mines a little bit as well, even though they were getting close to closing them down. This is, I guess, before child labor laws. So my California roots go pretty deep. Um, we were been in California. I went to, in fact, I went to community college for two years in a town called Columbia, which is also in the Sierra Nevadas, right next to Sutter Creek. And... Uh, I just so loved the school system in California <laughs> um, that I attended California colleges all over the place, Sacramento State, Cal State Northridge, USC, UCLA, and Pepperdine. And uh, I guess if there was just uh, another thing that I could just stall through my educational years, I probably would have attended more. But um, that was enough of Cali education for me, and I'm still being deprogrammed. But anyway, so... Making the move was a big thing. We all wanted to move for a while, but uh, uh, when I say we all, I'm, I'm talking about basically my, my wife and I, um, but we were waiting for our last son, our youngest son, Kenny, to graduate from high school. Uh, and Kenny, by the way, if you don't know, he's the voice of the rapper and the background music in our Wrap It Up segment. Yeah. That's Kenny. Yeah, he's, he's a crazy kid. Anyway, uh, as you may recall, while I was a missionary in Haiti with almost no retirement funds to speak of and not getting any younger, I knew that our final days in Haiti were growing near. We're getting older. Um, it's uh, My wife had a bout with cancer. We had a lot of, you know, it just, it's a, it's a place that's beautiful in so many ways and the people are so wonderful, but it is a really tough place as you're getting older and, and, and unless you've got the strength and, and everything to be able to handle, you know, the diseases that come and go and attempted kidnappings and all the other things that happen there. Um, and plus our kids were growing up and going back to the States. So, you know, something we prayed about quite a bit and we knew we had to be, we had to go back to the States. So, so as I was pondering what to do, and uh, as some of you may know the story, you know, I found out about real estate investing. I had no retirement whatsoever. I mean, we lived on faith for 20 plus years. And so I had a small little amount uh, from my business days that, you know, I, I had in the market and, but in an IRA, but nothing really that would sustain us. So I researched and, and I said to you, what am I going to do when I go back? You know, I, I pictured myself in the blue vest at Walmart just saying, hey, good morning. You know, that would actually be a lot of fun. But uh, I, did, I don't know if I would have been able to survive on it, especially in California, right? So I just decided, uh, you know, to look at other options and went through a lot of different things. I was looking at online businesses and all these different things and finally ended up on real estate. And I ended up 
looking at that and saying, gee, you know, this could be something that not only will help, you know, sustain us in our retirement years, but we could create a legacy for our kids as well. So as I started investing, actually, while I was still in Haiti, I started investing and I was able to, um, you know, get a feel for what it was like to be a, and that was a rental, you know, I was on, on sort of, there's many ways to invest in real estate as we've talked about on the show, but I was looking at rental properties and um, doing that kind of thing. So I uh, set a goal, as many of you may know, uh, to get a thousand units in six years, uh, either to acquire, control, be part owner of, or what have you. And within that six year period, that was the goal. The point was to create enough cash flow to carry us for the rest of our lives and to also leave a legacy for our children and our children's children. It was a pretty simple plan. And I started off with the intention of doubling the number of units I have each year until I reached a thousand units of doors. And that was it. I took some chin turns along the way, variations and changes. Um, I got involved with syndications, uh, was a GP, you know, it didn't turn out exactly the same where I was doubling the number of property, uh, properties every year. So I, I just jumped into larger units and so forth or larger properties. But by God's amazing grace, I achieved my goal. And the only difference was, it was sort of the final sh shape it took. Now, I originally thought that I would have all these properties, you know, a thousand units generating income, and I'd be getting, you know, all of that or part of that. Uh, it, as I got into syndication, I realized it became a lot more of part of that. But I, uh, you know, was looking at that as, being what I would do. And as I kind of looked at it, I go, okay, so you got a thousand doors, you got to manage, oversee, oversee property managers, you've got to do all, you know, and, and it just kept looking more and more like full-time work. And not that I'm afraid of full, I'm uh, kind of a workaholic is my problem. <laughs> I, my wife wants me to retire. I know I should retire. And so that model just didn't seem to work as well. And so, um, you know, as I kind of looked at, oh, landlording, property management, hunting, acquiring, selling properties, all of that was so, so much a full-time job um, that I didn't really see the retirement aspect in there. In fact, it was much more full-time than I had thought. I mean, I was working for a good part of the time that I was acquiring properties, you know, 12, 14-hour days. This, that's really where the sort of the biggest shift happened for me as my properties in investments just exploded in value. I decided to make sort of a major change and I decided to liquidate my assets and become a fully passive real estate investor. Now I'm still a real estate investor, but I'm no longer going to be involved with every aspect of every property. And that way, uh, outside of sort of careful research and comprehensive due diligence that I would have to do to look for investments, okay, I would generally just have to oversee my portfolio and then I could finally be free to enjoy time with my wife, kids, grandkids, travel, whatever. And that looked a lot more appealing to me than, you know, running a, you know, an equity firm or a, uh, you know, an organization that manages, you know, thousands of units or even just a thousand units. So that really set in motion the rest of my plan. 
as much as we love, you know, California's environment, the beaches, mountains, etc., 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 we knew we didn't want to stay for a number of reasons. And most of those, which would take more than one podcast to go over, um, we really were looking for a place that would be a lot more friendly to retirement, um, friendly to cost of living, taxes, and a lot of other aspects. And someplace that's not so crowded. I, I, you know, just, I've always been surrounded by tons of people in California and I kind of like the wide open spaces. I mean, we looked at places like Wyoming and Idaho and all these, I mean, places where there's just tons of, uh, open space. And that, that appeals to me. It was probably a little bit too much for my wife. She, she likes community and, and that, and so do I, but, um, it was, anyway, so on our 32nd anniversary, my wife, Suzette, and I took off on a road trip. Well, we kind of flew mostly, but, you know, we drove a fair amount too, but most of it was flying from one place to the next. And we had gone through a whole process of looking at states, which ones would we like to go to, which ones would we not like to go to. And we narrowed it down to three states and decided, hey, you know, and we looked at a lot of factors, environment, tax advantages, cost of living, a good spiritual community, things like that. We also wanted states that were favorable for real estate investing laws and, and uh, favorable, had favorable markets for real estate as well. Not so much that we might want to get into it again, you know, I, I don't want to be too tempted there, but our, a lot of our kids are interested in it. And so if we could find uh, an area of the country that would be particularly good for that, then if our kids had an interest, then they could come, you know, we're so devious here, right? Uh, you know, they could come, we could help them get started in their first, you know, rental properties or whatever they're going to do. And, uh, there'd be a good market to keep investing for them. So we narrowed down to three States, Texas, Florida, and Tennessee. And, uh, we went on a, a trip about a two week trip after our trip. And after much prayer and discussion, Tennessee won. And uh, there are a lot of different reasons. It was not an easy decision. We have friends in, in all those states and that we could have gone to, but Tennessee really was the one that really shined. And so that set the wheels in motion. We started researching various communities and regions of Tennessee, and we really kind of narrowed in on eastern Tennessee. We originally were looking at the Franklin, Nashville area, but we, you know, we went there and, and it's a beautiful area still, but man, we felt like we we're back in LA again, there's Southern California. It's just the traffic and it's a lot of growth there. It's, it's, you know, it's, it was a little too busy for us. So we looked at this region that basically runs from Knoxville down to Chattanooga. That really seemed to have what we were looking for. And the first step we did is we found some realtors and, uh, made some calls, started uh, making connections there, and the leads started coming in. We started looking at houses almost a year out from our targeted move date, which we had set around August 15th, which is when our son would be graduated. And uh, uh, plus, uh, you know, that was the time that uh, we also wanted to, to, uh, to, to move. We thought it'd be a good time. Uh, then we started making offers. We offered on all kinds of different properties. We weren't as focused as we, we would have liked to have been, but I went from 10 acre farmhouses to beautiful HOA communities to you name it. And uh, always getting outbid or finding a reason not to buy. 
in May of this year, we actually found uh, the house that we really loved. It was not the acreage we would have liked to have, but it was it was still a really nice house, and it's kind of a Cape Cod style home, and it just looked perfect and had the extra rooms um, for our kids uh, who we were hoping would transition with us and uh, be a part of that process. Um, so we f- I flew, yeah, I flew out and checked out the house. Um, I actually flew out and, and closed on the house. My wife, unfortunately, had commitments at the house, um, back in California, so she couldn't come. So she trusted me 100% on the house. Plus, we had some, we have some really good friends that also moved there from California who had tons of video of the house and walked through and shared that with my wife. So, so she felt pretty comfortable with, with the house. Um, she did fly out with me shortly after we purchased it, and thankfully she loved the house, so we made it through. But uh, it, was, uh, it was really a great experience. We did have a few projects, a few things we had to do on the house. We had a drainage issue in the back, so we had to put in a French drain, had to tear down the old deck, put in a new one, you know, we're remodeling a bathroom, little things that weren't huge. Moving, you know, was a big aspect because we were looking at how we wanted to move. Did we want to you know, get movers out there? Did we want to drive, you know, out there uh, with a moving van? And we decided to do the pod thing. I don't know if any of you know about pods, but basically it's just they bring this, it's kind of like a dumpster right to your house. And and they park it in your driveway and you fill it up with all of your stuff. And then uh, they pick it up and put it on the back of a truck and take it to your location. And in that process too, we just, gosh, we, we saw so much stuff we just wanted to get rid of. So how do we accumulate all this stuff? And um, it was great. We got rid of a lot of furniture. We have kids that are moving out. I have a son that's getting married now, Elijah. So, you know, they need furniture, they need stuff. So we, we were just giving most of the stuff away and just kept some boxes, you know, and that was it. Um, now, unfortunately, our move out date was August 15th, which is also a deadline date. My wonderful friend and CPA, Amanda Hahn, gave me <laughs> that said, all your 2021 tax stuff is, I have an extension, of course, um, had to be in her hands on the same date. Yikes. You know, so it was a crazy month, you know, trying to do all of this at the same time, move, uh, do, still doing the podcast. So I, that's when I decided to go into the best of mode for episodes. Um, and we ended up in the process of two of our kids decided they wanted to relocate with us to uh, Tennessee, which is really exciting. Uh, Jordan, my oldest son, and Francesca, my youngest daughter, um, want to go there and get new starts in career-wise and school-wise and so forth. So I had this great trip planned. You know, I don't know if any of you old-timers know what the AAA triptych is, but anyway, the Automobile Association has this thing, and we used to get these on family trips, and you you know you'd flip through it. It's like a three, you know, it's it's got a binder on it, and you flip through each page as you you know travel down the roads, and has all kinds of neat stuff. And I was all excited. And uh, anyway, the kids said, and my wife actually they all kind of ganged up to me. Said, "No, we want to get there a little quicker. You know, I wanted to say take these scenic routes. You know." go off to Route 66, do all this stuff. But uh, everybody said, we just want to get to Tennessee. So that's okay. I, I can always do the trip to thing. But uh, we ended up doing this 32-hour nonstop road trip. And the only thing we stopped for was 
basically drive-through junk food and, um, and gas. <laughs> and that's it. So it was crazy. Um, it was, you know, d definitely a marathon. And uh, especially as we're getting closer and I'd let my son drive, uh, for example, and he'd be, you know, I'd, I'd wake up at, from my nap after driving and I'd you know, go, wow, man, you're going awfully fast. Anyway, it was a real adventure. Um, it was, it was fun. But uh, we're here now, and uh, still the pod hasn't arrived. The pod won't be here until the 30th, so we're, we're living out of a suitcase. We have no washer and dryer. We're supposed to be here this week. Um, no furniture whatsoever. We're sleeping on blow-up beds. I think we have a card table and four chairs for our dining area. And uh, it's, it's been absolutely crazy. But despite the craziness and the ultimate joy of moving, we are totally stoked and excited and extremely happy to be here. I mean, sure, you know, we're going to be flying back and forth a lot, you know, between Tennessee and California um, until we can, of course, convince the rest of the family to join us here. But uh, my daughter Ariana is having a baby September 15th, so we're going to be heading out just as soon as we got here, kind of. I'm excited about that, really. That's got me really excited. Then my son is getting married, so that's also exciting. So just a lot of stuff going on. So this is not a typical show, obviously. Um, this is just my personal update. And thanks for those of you that stuck it out. For those of you that realized there are no tips, tricks, or terminology in today's Fun Fact Friday. But... Hey, we're family, right? You know, we got to catch up every now and then and stay in contact. And hopefully you guys will share with me some, some exciting adventures you've had as well. So anyway, we feel blessed and we are, uh, we are here now, residents of Tennessee. You guys are out in the neighborhood, you know, give us that shout. Maybe we'll, we'll get together and grab a bite to eat or something. Well, that is it for now. I am so tired still trying to adjust to the the time change here and all that. But uh, that's it. I, I, you know, we don't have a lot in our, I do have show notes here, but just so that I, I, I could stay on track and I didn't wander, even though I, I wandered all over the place. You can, if you want to look it up, the, you know, the anything discussed here, uh, even though there aren't a lot of you know, real estate things there. Um, just look for the episode entitled I'm back. Well, that's the show for today. Remember cash flow is king and real estate investing the means until next time, keep moving forward and may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the old dogs, REI network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.